0: Mum, why did God create the COVID 19 virus? Why is He letting all these people die around the world? These were the questions that my youngest Lachlan, aged eight, asked me two weeks ago. As a mum, you wear many hats. You're a coach, a supporter, a provider. You give guidance and love. Yet I didn't have the answers to these questions. As with most of you, our family have undertaken a lot of changes in the last six weeks. We're now homeschooling two primary school age kids. I'm working from home, a job that I started two weeks before lockdown. I'm studying my MBA. I feel busier than ever. Yet, there's also feelings that I'm dealing with. Isolation, in that my husband Rob is an essential worker, so goes out every day to work. Concern for my elderly mother who lives 20, uh, lives an hour away and has battled chronic illness for 20 years. Frustration at not being able to go and attend high school tours for Ryan, as well as an ability to cope with his grief. As a 2020 school captain, he's grieving the opportunities that he's missing, including being able to go to his Year 6 Canberra camp. Uncertainty and knowing that you're part of a community such as Kilsyth South Baptist, but knowing that you're reaching out in very different ways. Mother's Day traditionally for me has been that the kids have bought me gifts that they have made or bought from the school Mother's Day store. We've gone out for lunch with the extended family and thought about our journey of twists and turns as a mother. Today is celebration and being grateful for what we have. For those that don't know me, my name is Rosita Campbell. I have a multidisciplinary health and business background. Worked in management for the last twenty years, and I'm fascinated about the impact of the mind and our thoughts, communication, and achieving our goals. I have two primary school age boys, Ryan, aged eleven, and Lachlan, aged eight. Karate and basketball are big parts of our lives. The whole family does karate, including myself, and three of us have now brown belts in karate. My faith journey started in primary school, where we attended an Anglican church. I admit it wasn't my favourite thing. I was bored as a kid. I then went to a Baptist girls' school and then university, where my faith journey did become a bit shaky. It was after having Ryan that I knew something was missing. I remember having a chat to Narissa Bentley, who opened the doors for me to explore Kilside South Baptist. I remember being baptised here in the early stages of pregnancy with Lachlan, although Tim didn't know that, and our family have been coming here ever since. I recently did a five minute TED like talk at Ignite Melbourne in February 2020. It focused on the signs and steps of making courageous change. Part of my four-step formula is creating a team. God is part of my team. So back to Lachlan's questions. Why did God create COVID-19? Why is God letting all these people die? These questions challenge my faith. I came back to one of my favourite Bible verses, which is Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And ironically, this verse has been included in the Kids at Home program provided by Kilsyth South on focusing on God made everything. I also reflect on a verse by, by Job, Chapter 39, verse 1, God sees the mountain goats being born. And what I've noticed is when we've gone for walks around the block, we've become more present and aware of things. Flowers, insects, droplets on spider's web. One of the things I'm grateful for with COVID-19 is that it's allowed us to slow down, be more present, be more grateful and thankful. So no matter how challenging your circumstances this Mother's Day Continue your faith. Be thankful and grateful for what you have. From my family to yours, wishing you all a happy Mother's Day.
1: When Isaac was born, we were given the Jesus Storybook Bible as a gift. Over the last few months, I've started reading to him a chapter each night as part of our bedtime routine. I began reading to him one night the story of Abraham and Isaac, how God had promised Abraham and Sarah a baby, and in faith they trusted God and Isaac was born. As I read the story of how God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, my eyes were filled with tears and before long I was completely sobbing. And I'm talking an uncontrollable, snot everywhere, bright red eyes kind of crying. And Isaac's just sitting there looking up at me like, are you okay, mum? This story hit close to home for me, not just because of the name Isaac, but because the Lord was convicting my heart. And as I read about Abraham walking up the hill with Isaac, carrying the wood, and preparing to sacrifice him, I was overwhelmed by the faith that Abraham had in God. He was completely obedient to God and trusted him with his child, whom he loved so much. I love Isaac, like so much. And at times, I've probably even a bit too smothering with my love and my heart ached reading this because I wanted to trust God like Abraham trusted. I want to be obedient no matter what God says. But I really love being in control. Well, what I mean is I love the illusion that I'm in control. I love routines, I love structure, and I love knowing what's going to happen. I'm the person who looks up the menu before we go out to dinner so I can be prepared and know what I'm going to order. And that's where I feel comfortable. When Isaac was born 11 months ago, I'd been completing my masters of social work. I'd been on placement for the last six months and I hoped I would finish in time to prepare, plan and organise. I finished placement and was beyond exhausted and I figured I had a few weeks up my sleeve. But one week after I finished placement and three weeks early, Isaac entered the world. I was not in control. Isaac's birth didn't go to plan. In fact, it was almost the complete opposite of what I had hoped for. I was not in control. And Isaac had to spend some time in special care due to his jaundice. Again, I was not in control. And this was only the first week of his life. The truth is, I'm never in control. Faith in God means trusting that only he is in control. Trusting that his ways are better than my ways. And trusting that he loves Isaac. My hope is not in Isaac having a nap schedule or feeding routine because he doesn't really follow them. And my hope is not in Isaac sleeping through the night or having a good nap day. And my hope isn't even whether I can manage Isaac's outside time or social time. All of these things are good and I should be making sure Isaac sleeps and gets sun. But that's not where my hope is. My hope is in God. I want a faith like Abraham that responds, yes, Lord. Abraham trusted God because he knew God. He knew he was good and loving and faithful. I wanna know God like that.
2: Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. It's uh, kind of strange to be speaking to you via video from my house, but I guess that's um, the kind of situation we find ourselves in these days. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name's Nerissa Bentley, I'm married to Trev, and we've been coming to KSBC for almost 20 years. Uh, I'm a mum to Josh, who's 17, and he's currently doing year 12, and Laura, who is 14, and she's doing year nine both from home at the moment. Um, When Pete asked me to to share my reflections on motherhood um, for today's service, the image that kept popping into my mind was that of a roller coaster. Um, Now, I'm not sure how many of you have seen the movie, Parenthood. Um, It was one of my favorites when I was younger. It's a 1989 movie, so kind of showing my age, but Steve Martin stars in it um, and his character is, A guy called Gil Buckman. Um, He's a sales executive and he's trying to balance his career with his family. He's got three children and all of them have issues of some kind and then his wife announces that she's pregnant with their fourth child and he kind of has a little bit of a a moment and a meltdown because he doesn't think he's able to to parent again, to, to handle the pressures and handles the, um, the uncertainties in, involved in all of that. Um, so we see one scene where he's particularly worrying about it all and, and he's um, talking about all the things that might go wrong. And his wife's saying, but they may not. And he said, but they might. And she said, oh, but they may not. And then out of nowhere, his grandmother pops in and tells a story about going on a roller coaster when she was 19. And her words were, it was just interesting to me that a ride could make me so frightened, so scared, so sick, so excited, and so thrilled all together. Some didn't like it. They went on the merry-go-round. But that just goes round. Nothing. I like the roller coaster. You get more out of it. And that's kind of like what it is like being a parent um roller coasters are not for the faint-hearted um and nor is parenting nor is motherhood as a as a mum i've had many thrilling moments um you know like meeting josh and laura for the first time when they were born watching them grow watching them um achieve things at school or in their sporting or you know singing pursuits i've had times when i've been in the lowest of the lows when I'm tired and um, overwhelmed or you know they're sad and so I'm sad I've had those terrifying moments where they've had an accident or they've needed urgent surgery and then there's those gut-wrenching moments where they go to school for the first time and you're waving to these little people who've all of a sudden grown up or they go on school camp for a few days away from home and you realize that this is just a taste of what it's going to be like when they move out of home for good. There's also been those times of great uncertainty, and right now where we're going through some of that as Josh, along with thousands of other students, um, are looking at doing Year 12 from home, and you know there's no certainty about what the rest of Year 12 is going to look like. And then we've had devastating times where we've had bullying and harassment through school. And amongst all of that, of course, there's been those times where I've been a bit like Gil Buckman questioning whether I actually um, am able to handle all of those things that being a mum involves. The other thing about roller coasters is that you are not in control. You get on, you get that safety bar down, you hang on and you go for the ride. There's no getting off until that ride stops. But parenting's just the same. There's no getting off. The only difference is that we know we're not in control of the roller coaster, but we think we are in control of being a parent. And that's because when we first have our children, we control everything, what they eat, when they eat, what they wear, where they go, who they play with. But as they get older and as they grow, the more we have to relinquish that control. And we're required to let go and it's kind of like being on the roller coaster, and when you're on, you're hanging on to that safety bar. And you know that it's not you hanging on that's keeping that safety bar down, but it makes you feel better. (laughs) But for you to let go and put your hands in the air takes a little bit more courage to let go because that's scary. And for somebody like me, letting go is hard. I like control. I like certainty. I like to know what's happening. I plan, I'm organized. um and relinquishing control is one of the hardest things that I find about being a mum that was um really brought home to me in December 2018 when Josh got his learners um and it was so nerve-wracking for me I made Trevor do all of the driving lessons to start with um I just couldn't deal with it but eventually I had to get in the car with him and um I was terrified and it wasn't because he was a bad driver I will put on the record he's a very very good driver but I was in the back seat, almost having a panic attack because I was not in control of that vehicle and it showed me just how much I do like control and how much out of my comfort zone it is when I'm not in control. Um, I don't feel panicked now when I drive with him but I still feel on edge and I feel like that as a mum sometimes as well. I know I can't control everything that happens to them or how they react to things, but um, that makes me feel unsettled and on edge. But being a mother of faith requires me to sit in that passenger seat, not taking the controls all the time. It requires me to get on that roller coaster and ride the highs and the lows and the twists and the turns as scary and as thrilling as they are. The beauty is, though, that I don't have to go on that roller coaster alone. And I've never done it alone. God has always been there alongside of me, giving me strength when I needed it, grace to act appropriately instead of emotionally, particularly if we're talking about kids who've been mean to my kids at school, Um, and then giving me wisdom to pass on to my kids to help them navigate those difficult and challenging situations um, Jeremiah 29 11 to 13 says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future in those times when my heart is in my mouth and we're about at the top of the roller coaster and we're about to plunge at breakneck speed into the unknown that verse is of great comfort to me I feel reassured that even though I'm not in control, that it's okay. My kids will still be looked after. God reminds me that I don't have to be certain about the future or have control or even have the answers. It's okay to ride the roller coaster. It's okay to feel freaked out. It's okay to have bad days because my kids are first and foremost his kids. He's just given me the privilege and blessing to raise them and to be their mum. But he loves them more than I could ever understand and more than I could ever imagine. And he knows the plans that he has for them. And he knows what's best for them, better than what I do. So parenting and motherhood is definitely not for the faint hearted. It requires energy and emotion and commitment, so many other things. And it's not always easy. But when I partner with God, and I let him take the control it's still a thrilling ride there's still ups and downs there's still twists and turns but it's a much less scary roller coaster to ride and I know that at the end of it all we're all going to be still safe in his hands
1: hello
3: everyone my name is Natasha And it has been 22 years since I first became a mama and it has been both the best and the hardest thing that I have ever done. I have had times when I have really struggled and times when I felt like I have absolutely nailed being a mum. A friend of mine recently wrote on her Instagram, how can my job as a parent which is literally the best part of my entire existence, be the same thing that is tearing me apart. Parenting is hard. Parenting during a global pandemic is really hard. But the one thing that I know to be true, no matter what is happening, is that God's got this. He's in control. He loves me. He loves my family and I can trust him no matter what. This has been the foundation that I've lived my life on and taught my children. It underpins everything that I do as a mother. It doesn't mean that life isn't difficult or that I don't have times where I struggle and question God because I do, but it does mean that no matter what my situation, deep down I know that when I've reached the end of myself and I finally stop fighting for control, that God is there and he will carry me through whatever it is that I'm dealing with. I am currently in a new and interesting stage in my life as a mum where I am needing to let go and allow my mostly. sleep adult children to take full responsibility for themselves. It's a strange feeling when your kids turn 18 and you realise that your job as a parent is in large part complete. I have spent the first 12 years of their lives teaching them everything I could possibly squeeze in and the next six years consolidating that learning and teaching life skills so that by the time they reached 18, I could step back so that they could step forward into becoming their own person with all that that entails. My role as their mother is changing from being the leader and actively participating in their lives to being the background support, still always there when they need me, but allowing them to make the decisions and live their own lives separately from me. I have always prayed for and with my children when they were little we would always finish our bedtime prayers with a blessing prayer that Luke or I would pray over them um, something that my parents always did when I was small and both my sisters have also done for their children if I thought that I had prayed a lot for my children when they were younger it's honestly nothing to the near constant dialogue I've been having with God for the last few years. Um, A particular passage that I have been studying and that I've found really encouraging um, over the years, but particularly at this point in time, is from Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 19. And this is where Paul has been talking about relationships, Um, he's been addressing wives and husbands, children and parents, slaves and masters, and now he comes to this point. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. So... To all you mums out there, I want you to know that you are a great mum. You are in there, in those trenches, loving your family, changing nappies, feeding cranky toddlers, negotiating peace treaties between warring siblings, running baths, cooking dinners, overseeing homework, overseeing schoolwork, cleaning up some truly nasty things, eating that dubious-looking breakfast that was proudly presented to you in bed this morning, providing warm arms for cuddles, reading storybooks, removing phones and iPads from sneaky teens, teaching those same teens to launder their own clothing because you are not going to do another load of their feral socks and jocks ever again, applauding your toddler for using the potty, burying a goldfish, finding that missing top right at the front of the cupboard, the one that was definitely not there because they'd already looked in the cupboard. And even if you've got to the point where you have locked yourself in your bedroom, in the dark with a block of chocolate, and a bottle of wine, making no noise in a vain attempt to try and trick your children into thinking you're not there, you are still doing an amazing job because you are there. And while you're doing all of that, remember to stand, remember to pray, and know that there are so many others that are standing with you and praying for you. You are amazing and you deserve to be celebrated. Oh, and when all of this is over, you need a holiday. No husband, no kids, maybe a couple of girlfriends, maybe just by yourself, but you need a holiday. Happy Mother's Day.
4: Well, wasn't that encouraging? I'm thinking about booking that holiday. <laughs> Haven't told my husband yet, if you're watching, Leon. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, look, I've just really been encouraged by listening to those four mums, sharing their motherhood journeys and just the honesty that mothering is not the easiest job. It's one of the things that my mum... Often said to me, especially through those tricky teenage years, not mine, um, but she still continues to say it now, even though most of her kids are in their 50s, that it's the most difficult job in the world. But it's also the most precious and privileged, and we've heard that this morning as well. I love Narissa's explanation from that movie. Um, it's like a roller coaster. Definitely not for the faint-hearted. But as I've been pondering motherhood over the last few weeks and thinking about Mother's Day coming up and what it means to me, I've found it really hard as I've journeyed with mums and grandmas facing really tough stuff at the moment and also being aware of many of you out there that's already been mentioned that this might be your first Mother's Day without your mum. A verse that has come to mind recently over the, um, these last couple of weeks as I've been pondering that is Psalm 139, verses 13 to 17. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So as I've pondered more on this verse through the week, I've discovered, it's just become aware to me that, that this is where perfection is, is in, our, in our children as they're being created in our womb. And then they're born into this world and that's where the rubber hits the road. This verse reminds me that when I doubt that I'm not doing a great job as a mum, it reminds me that God knew my children before he even placed them in my womb. So as I was having trouble getting pregnant, he knew the exact eggs that would create Amanda and Natalie, my daughters, and he knew I'd be the best mum for them. You see, he sees the bigger picture. Maybe you're a mum who's not even been able to give birth to your own children, but you've had the ability to foster or adopt. God knew that also. He loves each and every one of us more than we could ever imagine, He loves us so much that he was willing to humble himself, dwell with us here on earth, to relate to us personally and show us what love really looks like. A love so deep that he was willing to die on a cross for us just so we could have a personal relationship with him. As I've deepened my relationship with him and when I feel inadequate as a mum, I can go to his word to be encouraged with verses like 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power, that's his power, is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And I love that that's what we've seen here this morning as we've heard real truths from Rosita, Clyde, Narissa, and Natasha. Not sugarcoating what motherhood's about, but telling the real stuff. I know that one of the things as a young mum that I struggled with was knowing that I couldn't do this mothering journey on my own. Part of my faith journey was, um, similar to Rosita's, was walking away from the Lord in my teenage years. But... When I had my children, I knew that I needed help, not just from my husband, but I needed a far greater help. And I slowly realised that I needed help from the one who created me, that created me and my girls. And that's where my faith grew. As we've heard from all these mums today, it's not saying that having a relationship with the Lord makes mothering easy. definitely doesn't. But it's comforting to know the one who has the wisdom. We don't have to try and search for answers on our own. He's given us His word, and we can also be part of a community who can support and encourage one another in when those times get tough. We were created for relationships, and ultimately, we were created for a relationship with Jesus Christ and that's the one thing that in the midst of isolation and COVID-19 can't be taken away from us, and it's probably the one thing that isolation's given us the opportunity to really press into more when we have those alone times, because we can't meet together like we would in the past, um, unless you're at home on your own now and or where you'd normally be at home on your own and now all of a sudden your family and kids are all working at home with you. Um, I have to say Zoom, Messenger, chat and FaceTime have been wonderful tools to help keep us connected. But there's something special about seeing someone face-to-face. I was delighted on Friday to um, bump into a couple of friends from here, uh, Yvonne McGruther and, and Barry McGaw, while I was doing the grocery shopping. And seeing them face-to-face was just that much more exciting than seeing them on Zoom uh, in the coffee catch-ups. So, yeah, we are created for relationships. You may have heard of an African proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child. I know one of the things that's helped me with my parenting and my mothering role is being part of a group, being part of some sort of Christian community where we can support one another as mums, where we can cry together, laugh together, cheer one another on and pray for one another, just as we heard uh, Natasha talk about earlier as well. A group that I'm Um, part of now started over 10 years ago and it's changed over that time different women have come and gone before that I was part of uh, groups in my previous church and also part of Bible study fellowship where women from other churches gathered together to study God's word and encourage one another and they've always been such an encouragement to me so I'd just like to encourage you now to consider thinking how you can connect and encourage others in their mothering journey their parenting journey, faith journey, whatever it is. And, you know, you'll be encouraged along the way as well. As Pete said earlier, he's starting the series on Jesus the Game Changer next week. And I know for me, Jesus has been that game changer in helping me be the best mum I could be to my girls. Not perfect. He doesn't ask for perfection. He just desires us to trust and obey him. So as I continue to trust my girls to the Lord, I know that I'm still not going to get it right all the time. I'm still going to make mistakes, but his grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect in my weakness. So as I wish you all out there a happy Mother's Day, can I encourage you to think about connecting with a group for the series Jesus the Game Changer? Details on how to do that will be found on our website, and you can register your details, and someone will get in contact with you within the week or give Pete or myself a call. Also, Jesus' invitation is to everyone. So even if you're just tuning in randomly today and hearing this, can I encourage you to get on the website, have a look, find out more about joining a group. It's six weeks Or maybe find a local church near you if you're tuning in from somewhere else, not around the local Kilsai South area. But build community that can help you in your parenting journey, in your grandparenting journey, and even in your single journey, because we all need people. But ultimately, we need the Lord. We need Jesus, the game changer. So have a blessed Mother's Day. And I look forward to seeing you when we can, maybe while I'm at doing my grocery shopping again. And hopefully as the restrictions start to ease off, we can eventually start getting back together again. But in the meantime, let's continue to connect with the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless.